Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Well, good morning, everybody. Today is a beautiful December 11th, 2023. I cannot believe how beautiful it is here in Central Texas. It's nice and cool, clear skies, beautiful here in Waco and the Rogue Media Network studios. And I can't believe we're kind of marching our halfway point into the New Year's. Got to get all my holiday shopping done, things like that. My name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending. We're a mortgage brokerage headquartered here in Waco, Texas. We originate loans for residential homes in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can find me online, uh, Facebook Efficient Lending, YouTube at Efficient Lending, obviously on this podcast. But most importantly, I love a telephone call. So if anything we go through here sparks your interest, call me 720-419-3016. We are doing today our weekly update fueled by MBS Highway. And we've got a really interesting update this week, which is looking at, you know, some things that happened, the major headlines powered by MBS Highway of last week. But this week is a really kind of big week, has some potential for volatility because we've got a Fed meeting, we've got inflation uh, numbers coming out, you know, will the will the Fed pause rate hikes? Will they um, hike again this week? And, and, you know, virtually no one thinks they there's really a chance of them lowering rates. But so that that's going to be the big topic uh, for the week ahead. We'll run through the uh, headlines here, obviously, in just a minute. But a couple things first, we're going to start our new series. Uh, we just finished uh, our series stack ranking the four kind of levers or weapons a buyer has on fighting the cost of a mortgage. So our next series, uh, the big kind of buzzword you might hear in the mortgage world, if you're talking to real estate agents, if you're a buyer, is kind of three, two, one interest rate buy downs or temporary buy downs or seller concessions. You're hearing those terms. So I'm going to talk about the five things you can do with seller concessions. And before we get into the headlines, uh, I'm also going to talk about we are dropping a great episode on Thursday in Mosaic, the stories of real estate. A good friend of mine, Tom Bonetto, who is a lender, he's a broker, he works for a, a correspondent lender, a bank, uh, so to speak, not a brick and mortar bank, but correspondent lender in Phoenix, Arizona. So he's originating residential uh, mortgages in Arizona and California. He's called his brand. He's called The Lending Coach. He's got a great story behind that brand. I think people will be really interested in that. He also has a ton of experience originating mortgages in Big Bear, California. And you'll enjoy that story. It's kind of a resort community outside of Los Angeles. So he works with a lot of investors. So I think that's a pretty interesting kind of story to be told. So I hope people turn in. All right, let's jump into the headlines uh, from last week. Again, these are fueled by MBS Highway. If you don't know who MBS Highway is, just Google MBS Highway. MBS stands for Mortgage Backed Securities. Google Barry Habib, and you'll understand that this organization really is the de facto expert on all things kind of mortgage mortgage finance related in the United States. So the headlines really uh, outside of home price appreciation that's going
going up are all labor centric. And that's those are the reports that came out. And the first one is the Bureau of Labor Statistics came out with their uh, job report. And candidly, it's not really what we wanted last week. Um, and and that, that's kind of a double-edged sword when I say that. 199,000 jobs were, recre- were created versus 190,000 jobs that were expected. So when the headline is, it's not what we were hoping for, what does that mean? Well, remember, this is all about inflation. And so what the Fed is trying to do, they'll never say it in these words, but what they're trying to do is raise the overnight federal funds rate high enough, and they've done 11 times in over the last year and a half, 500 plus basis points, high enough so that companies start slowing down or laying off employees. They want to see the unemployment rate, uh, in essence, you know, layoffs in companies. And so when we have uh, more jobs created than we expect, that can be, it might be an indicator of inflation continuing, which then means the federal funds rate cuts or hikes, I should say, aren't taking the desired effect. Problem with this is there's obviously lags in when you raise rates if you're the Fed and when you see the impact in the marketplace. So it's possible as the Fed looks at inflation this week, that when we exceed expectations on the uh, BLS jobs report, it may mean that another rate hike is warranted. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that's something they're going to look at. The unemployment rate fell from 39 to 3.7%. Hey, that's great news, obviously. But does that mean uh, that inflation is not checked? And so we have to really kind of think about that. Um, the, the other piece uh, of of looking at these labor reports is the Fed's going to look at multiple different key indicators to make their decision, but unemployment is a big factor in that. Uh, Hourly earnings in this report increased four-tenths of a percent. They were higher expected in the year-over-year numbers. So, but, But if you look at it from an annualized perspective, the monthly earnings are actually decelerating. And that's a good part of the number because there's something called wage pressured inflation. So inflation rises when pay rises as well. So maybe the Fed will look at what's happening with uh, hourly earnings and they'll kind of temper it a little bit by the job reports. Private payrolls were below expectations. So the ADP employment report was weaker than expected. Um, The annual pay, uh, they also look in the ADP report for the annual pay for job stairs and job stairs. changers. Those were kind of uh, flat. And so what what people may think about that, not as many people are changing jobs. Could that mean that not many employers are trying to recruit uh, employees out of their existing jobs? So maybe hiring is slowing down. It's an important metric. We had the JOLTS report come out. JOLTS is Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. Fell to 8.7 million in October from 9.4 million in September. That missed expectations. Hiring was flat, uh, 3.7%. That's the lowest since the pandemic. And the quit rate stayed the same. Again, kind of showing that maybe employers are not trying to recruit or woo employees out of other companies. So we have a miss in the BLS jobs number, but then we have some of these other data points tempering you know, that miss. And so why does this matter to buyers and sellers and real estate agents? Well, it really matters because as soon as we get these numbers out, the, the mainstream media, media outlets grab them 
And then we have the Fed meeting starting tomorrow, Tuesday. And then Wednesday, they'll, they'll announce what they're doing with uh, federal funds overnight rate. So what happens is all this data, this information gets disseminated into mainstream media. And if we don't have a clear understanding of what these metrics are and kind of how they're tempering each other, then we may get some, some emotion-based or some unrealistic expectations about the market. So as we sit here, we want to kind of peel back the information we're getting in the mainstream media market with the actual numbers behind it to see if we can make more pragmatic, kind of less emotionally based expectations of what's going on in the real estate market. So if you're a real estate agent, you should understand how these, these numbers work. If you're a buyer or seller, you need to keep kind of looking at these numbers week over week if from a perspective of it sets expectations. It's just another data point to give you some good decision-making criteria on uh, if you're going to buy or sell or what you're going to do with your homes. And as always, feel free to call me anytime to discuss these things. I love talking mortgage and I love talking finance and residential real estate, 720-419-3016. The other big, big piece of information that came out, all five major indices that evaluate home price appreciation, they're all showing in the six to eight-ish range of appreciation. Case Schiller is the gold standard. I think they're showing 7% predicted appreciation of home values. That's a different metric than a lot of people are hearing in a lot of the mainstream media. I've also got a great graphic showing all five of these indices. Just go to my website um, or you can go to my Facebook page, my YouTube channel, and you'll see that graphic that shows what each of the five indices are predicting for um, home price appreciation. Okay, big week ahead. Uh, we have the 10-year treasury auction today, which can be volatile in the mar marketplace. We have consumer and producer price inflation measurements coming out tomorrow and Wednesday. We have the Fed meeting and the press conference on Wednesday. And then we have retail sales numbers and jobless claims on Thursday. So if the Fed comes out with the Jerome Powell with his words and comments about inflation, meaning he thinks it's in check, uh, we don't anticipate more rate hikes. I think the bond market mortgage-backed securities, MBS, will respond very favorably. If he's kind of in a scenario in which says, hey, man, we are going to flex our muscles and make sure that you know inflation never gets out of control, there could be rate hikes down the stream, then I think the bond market and mortgage-backed securities will, will respond negatively. So that's a big week. So next week's update is going to be important. All right, moving on to my mortgage morsel, my kind of my, my last uh, part of my weekly update, a couple ideas or some good nuggets of information about the mortgage uh, industry. We're hearing things like seller concessions right now. So seller concessions, think it's a credit. Uh, think of it as a credit from a seller to the buyer. And they show up on closing disclosures at the very end when you go to fund. So there's basically five things you can do with a seller concession. It's kind of a buzzword in the industry, and it, rightly so. They're very important right now. But we want to understand what these five things they are. The first is you can do a temporary buy down of the interest rate. You'll hear that like a 3-2-1 or a 2-1. Second is you can do a permanent buy down of the interest rate. Third, you can allocate the concession to closing costs. The fourth, you could uh, obviously reduce the purchase price. And then the fifth option is you could do any combination of the free previous four. So starting next week, I'm going to go through those and what, what they mean and how you evaluate them. And so we'll be looking at what temporary buy downs a 321 or 21 or 1-1-1-0 is and how might you think about that and apply that to reducing cost uh, in your mortgage. I love seller concessions. I think they're great for buyers. I think there's an opportunity right now in the marketplace to negotiate those. 
as supply and demand and the heat of the market increases, I think a lot of seller concessions will probably go away. But I think they're great opportunity right now in the marketplace. All right. That is my update for today, uh, December 11th. As always, call me 720-419-3016. If you have any questions, you can find me online, Efficient Lending on Facebook, at Efficient Lending on YouTube. Love to hear from people. I hope you have a great holiday season and we'll talk to you next week. And don't forget about Thursday's Drop with Tom Bonetto. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And a big thank you, as always, to Rogue Media Network and their support of this podcast. They're so appreciated. My name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated, a mortgage company located in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can reach us at YouTube at Efficient Lending or on Facebook at Efficient Lending. And of course, I always love a phone call at 720-419-3016. Email works as well at mike at efficientlending.net. Efficient Lending Incorporated, NMLS 1876539. And my individual NMLS number is 1314188. As always, thanks for listening to Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And we look forward to connecting with you again on a future episode. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.